0: Welcome to the Writers Write Podcast, the show where every writer has the right to speak their mind. I'm your host, Joshua Howe. And as always, we'll be giving attention to the last thing my guest has written and their writing process, is what I would normally say. Except today, I thought I'd do something a little different. And although my guest isn't a blogger all the time, like most of the people I have on, she's an NBA Twitter staple, a fellow Canadian, and a massive Lakers fan. It's Muskan, pronounced it correctly, Jawanda. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm great. Uh, you are the first Canadian I've had on this pod, so that's cool. I love getting to know fellow Canadians um, through NBA Twitter and just in general, because it's awesome. Um, so now you can throw that in uh, Justin Rowan's face, because I'll probably have him on here at some point, and uh, yeah.
1: I was first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe this is also your first podcast, right?
1: It is, yes.
0: Sweet. Um yeah, that's part of what I want to do here. Is I like getting off uh, voices for everybody who you know doesn't do things like this typically um, puts them more out into the open. I feel like, and sometimes they have things to say that they just haven't had the chance to say before, and it's really cool. And I like being able to do that and talk with people about you know whatever they want to talk about. Um, so you're in Vancouver, uh, which I've never I've never been there. Uh, pretty much. Not entirely the other side of the country, but uh, pretty far from where I am because I'm in Ontario. Um, so, what's it like there?
1: Um, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I personally don't like it, so I won't be biased here. But people love it. Like, it's the weather's good. It's pretty. It's it's nice. Like, there's a lot of like outdoorsy stuff to do. I I really hate it, but like, we won't get into that. <laughs>
0: I mean, the mountains must be cool, right? Have you ever been up, like, climbing in the mountains or anything? Or
1: Oh, yeah. I've been hiking since I was, like, little.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah, I always wanted to do something like that. What's the sports situation there like?
1: Unfortunately, we have the Vancouver Canucks, and they – I don't even know what's going on with them. I, For my own mental health, I've blocked them away. They just hurt me too many times. But uh, we have – The Canucks, so that's hockey. Then we have, like, the BC Lions, which is CFL. Oh, yeah. And then we have the Whitecaps for MLS.
0: Right. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, I forgot about, like, half those teams (laughs) Uh, because I'm so locked into the NBA world. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I think the Argos won the Great Cup this year, right? Yeah. Toronto was celebrating? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. I think my parents would know, but I'm not even, like, I, I'm not going to, like, call them up right now. But, yeah. Um, so, have you ever been to Toronto before?
1: No, I haven't. The furthest east I've been is, like, Saskatoon.
0: Okay. So, yeah. uh, that that's the, one of the things that you'll learn if you ever come to Toronto is how, like, I, I, you probably already will know this, but, like, all the locals or people from close by always pronounce it toronto and i'm doing it right now and i become very self-conscious when i realize i'm speaking to someone who's like never been there and they're just like what are you like why are you saying it so weird because everyone outside of it will call it toronto and always pronounce the second t um but no one from here does and i'm uh, trying
1: to think of whether i do that now (laughs) no i don't
0: no okay yeah maybe maybe it's more of a canadian thing because obviously like canadians know about toronto more than uh everyone else so maybe that's just a thing um but yeah, uh, so I want to get into your Lakers fandom because you're a big Lakers fan and uh, it's all over the TL and it's really cool. I'm interested in how you came to pick the Lakers as your team because um, I feel like the Raptors were bestowed upon me because I live so close to Toronto and I grew up with like just everybody being like, oh, the Raptors are your team, you got to support your local team or whatever. And you know, I went through all the not so fun years, which is pretty much my entire, you know, youth of the Raptors, just not being good, being very, very bad. Um, And I was also too young to really enjoy the Vince Carter years, like I could have uh, if they'd happened now. Um, And so like, I know Vancouver obviously originally had the Grizzlies, but that was a long time ago when that franchise moved. So since you don't have a team um, specific to your city, uh, how did you transition to becoming a Lakers fan?
1: As for Toronto, I always, I refuse to give in to the Canadian propaganda where they force us like the Raptors. I refuse. I'm looking at UTSN when I say this. But originally I was a Suns fan when I was like 10, so that was like 2009. And they, I hated Kobe, obviously. I was a huge Steve Nash fan. And then I stopped watching basketball for a little bit. Like, I mean, I was, like, you know, I would watch the finals and stuff. I was, like, a LeBron fan, so I was, I was a Heat fan. And then when I got to high school in, like, eighth grade, I was, like, oh, I should pick a team. And then right about then is when Lob City was happening. So I was like, you know what, I'll pick the Clippers because nobody will, you know, call me out for being a bandwagoner because they're not that good. And then I didn't really watch basketball, like, a lot in high school. Like, I would watch the finals and the playoffs, but, like, I didn't watch the regular season. And then this year I was like, you know, I I had time, so I was like, you know, I'll watch the regular season. And I watched summer league and I watched preseason. And then I became friends with a lot of Lakers fans. And basically I like to say that they brainwashed me and I just decided. I was like, okay, I'm a Lakers fan.
0: That's awesome. Um, Yeah, a lot of, I used to love watching those Clippers, the Lob City Clippers. Yeah. Uh, They were always my Dark Horse uh, League Pass team when I paid for League Pass. (laughs) Yeah, they were great because uh, I'd be, you know, I'd have watched the Raptors or whatever Eastern Conference game I wanted to watch. And then as I was getting ready for bed, I'd always be watching the Clippers because I knew that there was going to be some kind of ridiculous, crazy uh, dunk going down and now, uh, yeah. now Blake Griffin's the one getting dunked on. So that's sad.
1: <laughs> the Clippers were fun. Like, I feel like if they didn't have deal with that many injuries, I feel like mm. things would have been different for them, but.
0: yep, Definitely. they they've got some, uh, just so many crazy things happened to them. The, yeah. the game six meltdown still boggles my mind. Yeah. Um, I actually left early, like fairly early on that game. I had something to do. I don't know what it was. And I was like, Oh, they're up, like they're up big. They'll be fine. Um, you are definitely going to win. And then I left, and of course they didn't, and I missed the entire comeback, and I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, so I'll never forget that. But, yep, uh, the Clippers, they're, they're an interesting situation. Um, but I'm sure switching to the Lakers is probably more fun because the Lakers, at least they have, if nothing else, they have a storied franchise, but they do also have a very fun young core um they yes have a bunch of dudes and uh you know alonzo's got a lot of hate this year but hey alonzo's good yeah he's important
1: to the team people make fun of his shooting but they don't realize what a key player he is to the whole team
0: yeah i mean stats
1: when he's on the floor and when he's not like you can tell he makes a difference
0: yeah i mean like even when he uh wasn't with like you know starting off putrid shooting terrible shooting to start the year but he was still a great defender I mean he's really good yeah. at getting up into guys and obviously the passing is fine um yeah. and he was a, he's a much better rebounder than I thought he'd be coming in too so you know he's gonna get there and his shooting's been improving too so um yeah I'm he ha- can the shot
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I, I'm, I'm happy for Alonzo I hope he keeps getting better I, even though I am uh Never been a Lakers fan, but that's mostly because of Kobe. Um, I used to argue when I was in high school, I had this guy. I've always been a LeBron fan. The reason I watched the NBA and got into the NBA was LeBron in 2003. When I was in grade three, he was the first player I ever saw, and uh, I couldn't believe what he was doing on the floor. He looked like a superhero, and uh, that's how I I got into the NBA. So he's been my favorite player forever, even though uh, I'm a huge Raptors fan. And in high school there's this guy who's a huge Kobe fan. And at that point, LeBron hadn't won a title. And uh, he had the meltdown in 2010 against the Celtics. And, uh, of course, um, Kobe won that year. And that guy from high school, he just would not let me hear the end of it. Oh, man. I'll never forget it. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so who's been your favorite Laker to watch this season? And we'll say not named Kyle Kuzma because I know you're a huge Kyle Kuzma fan.
1: See the thing with Kyle Kuzma is that's mostly a joke on Twitter. <laughs> like I, if I like, I'm serious. Like <sighs> even including Kyle Kuzma, my favorite Laker is probably Julius Randle. Ooh, okay. I really like him. I think like the difference in his play from last year to this year, it's it's just been great. I mean, I obviously didn't watch him a lot last year, but I just think he's he's just probably my favorite. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they, I mean there's
1: real reason. Like I mean like I, I could go into like stats and pick who I like the best, but like I without like just you know, without looking at anything I'd say, Randall.
0: Yeah, he's been he's been fun. Um they basically told him like, you know, you play like you need you deserve to get another contract, right? Yeah. And uh and he's doing it and he's been crazy good. Um that dunk it was him, right, I believe, that had that uh intense dunk over Griffin not long ago. Um, i that, think so. yeah that bullying dunk to the rim i think it was him um he's been dunking on a lot of guys like he's just a force going into the nope. paint he's really good and as long as he's engaged he's been good but that's been his thing i guess whole uh young career has been like how much is he like really uh focused up um it was the same sort of thing with nurkic too there, there was always a lot of talk about if they're actively engaged they're really good but when they're yeah. not you know they can float in and out and they just they don't pay as, uh, as much attention and they're just not as good when they don't do that.
1: Mm-hmm, um, yeah.
0: So as someone who's fairly new to the Lakers as a fan, uh, I also want to get your perspective on, uh, the history of the franchise. Cause I find that interesting, um, like how new fans feel about old greats because I have, you know, very specific feelings on Vince Carter, um, mm-hmm. as a Raptors fan and um, I'm interested to know, like, how you feel about greats like even ones as recently as Kobe, um, and then players like Magic from like the '80s. Like, what's the what's the level of attachment? How much do you care? Um, you know, like I I feel like a lot of fans just pull it out as something to use. Um, in discussions about you know franchises being better than one another or something but there usually usually isn't that much level of the same level of attachment so i'm just curious to know what your thoughts are on that
1: um like i i'm pretty like emotional at sports like if you ask me about hockey like i've been a canucks fan forever and like the cityens just retired i like was up, like really upset about that so like you know i'll care about them for like the years coming thing with kobe is i like yeah i watch him um, and like, you know, growing up, I would watch a couple of games and stuff like that, but I don't have that same like emotional connection to him. Like a lot of Lakers fans do. Like I've noticed, you know, people still talk about him. They like, even the Lakers, like the Los Angeles media, like they'll like bring it up. Like, Oh, like I know, um, Anthony Irwin, uh, of Lakers outsiders, like had this, he wrote how like they need to move on from Kobe. And I agree with that. I think. The, like, the whole franchise just needs to let it go. So I obviously, that's how I feel about it. But don't get mad at me, Lakers fans, but that's how I feel. And as for Magic Johnson, I've never seen him play. I was not even born when he was playing, so <laughs> I don't have strong feelings about him. But, like, you know, I do now because he's involved with the team. But
0: Yeah, uh, the Kobe thing yeah. is interesting um, especially, it must be if you were a huge fan of Nash and uh, rooting against I, Kobe in that series. That must have been weird. Now, sort of to like he's now one of the greats of your the franchise that you're rooting for.
1: Yeah, it's. I feel like I'm betraying my own country. <laughs> By being a Lakers man, like, I just, I feel so bad about it. But, hey, Nash went to the Lakers, too. You would understand.
0: Yeah, that's true. I was about to say that. Yeah, he did. He barely played for them, but he sure did. I was, I was real sad about that. But because he didn't go to the Raptors, even though the Raptors were trying so hard to get Steve Nash to come play for them, uh, we got Kyle Lowry. So I'll live with that.
1: Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say that when Steve Nash went to the Lakers, that was the first time a guy ever broke my heart.
0: <laughs> yep Mill Anstone milestone moment uh never forget it yep steve nash is um you know i i was i was pretty upset about that too actually and uh i'm over it now but uh yeah it was uh it's really cool to see him get uh inducted into the hall of fame um, yeah. chosen to be put in It'll, that'll be really neat uh, second canadian and best arguably best canadian athlete that's pretty interesting conversation but definitely best canadian basketball player oh yeah so that's really cool um yeah so i kind of want to transition now to topics of um social media and twitter especially um we're both pretty big users of twitter um i think you're definitely more adept at it than i am uh i would not what i would say a uh Super uh, interesting personality on Twitter. I don't tweet out hot takes all the time and like just put myself out there like a lot of people. That makes it way more interesting. Honestly, uh, there's some really fun Raptors fans people can follow and that I know that are uh, that are great at that. Um, Will Lou and Harsh, uh, Harsh are both really fantastic at it. Um, so I'm really jealous of them, but. Uh, yeah. Um, so you've managed to do it with your own sort of like niche. And I think that's something that everybody needs to find is, you know, like, what am I good at? And what do I enjoy posting? And like, you know, just being me or creating personality or whatever. So people pick and that's kind of what they go with. But so specifically, uh, women on social media is definitely, uh, an area that is, um, difficult for a lot of like male participants to understand I think Um, and clearly the one a lot of people don't understand but there are a lot of people that literally go online just to be trolls so you know social media in general is less friendly for women but like you're participating in a community that's like heavily masculine because it's a sports community Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so what's it like being a woman in the community in general
1: well I mean I like my experience is a little bit different than the other women on Twitter because I don't get as many weird and, like, creepy DMs because I am, like, 19. Sure. But that doesn't stop some people, though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's weird. Like, you have to, like, think about what you tweet. And, like, it, it's just, like... Really, it's, it's like, you have, to, yeah, the whole thinking before you tweet or, like, oh, should I say this? Is this going to attract creeps or whatever? Like, it's kind of unfair that, like, we have to, like, think about that when guys could just not be creeps. And then, the, on the other hand, like, also, like, on, like, you know, aside from the whole creepiness and stuff like that, people not taking us seriously because we're women. Like, I've definitely had argue, arguments before where somebody's, like, said, like, oh, what do you know? Like, you're, you're a girl. And it sucks but like, you know, I hope one day it changes, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really frustrating. Um, sometimes, I mean, I've even, I've had a lot of conversations with, um, even, even friends, but other like random people, like if you're in a bar or something somewhere and you're watching a game and, um, like typically the job of sideline reporter in the NBA is usually it's a woman who has that job and, like, I mean, and it's, that's great for them, and they're um, they're really good at it, and there's a lot of them that are excellent at it, um, you know, but there'll be people that, like, you're watching the game, and they'll be listening to them and saying, well, you know, I'm not even paying attention, I mean, I'm not listening, because, like, they're a woman, you know, commentating on sports, that's why they're on the sidelines or whatever, blah, 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 she, you know, why does it matter? And it's always so, like, cringe-inducing to hear that, um, because it's this- so anti-progressive. <laughs> in general
1: this might sound funny but actually like well i don't obviously i don't deal with a lot of those troll accounts with like four followers right but like <laughs> yeah. i'd say that twitter was more welcoming to me nba twitter was more welcoming to me like talking about sports than like people i know in real life like in i've tweeted about <laughs> it before sometimes but like in real life like because i was recently in high school and it was awful like nobody took me seriously Like, I would, like, open my mouth to say something about the game last night, and they'd just be like, you don't know what you're talking about. So NBA Twitter's been cool in that way, where, like, you know, nobody tells me to shut up, really. (laughs) Unless it's a joke, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that that part's really cool. That's where, like, the good and the bad of um, social media, because there's there's a side to social media that's great, and there's a lot of really supportive people, and people that are just interested in... um, you know your sports takes or whatever because that's what they're there for and that's what you're tweeting about. Yeah, and it's awesome. And then there are the there's the other extreme where there's also people who are literally online just to be trolls. Like they might not even be that bad in real life or whatever, but they've decided that they're going online to spit you know stupid stuff at people for whatever yeah. reason. Um, and it's it's a it's a battle kind of every day because like you know you're gonna get a bit of both. Um, and Hopefully, you can manage to curate your own, um, you know, your own timeline or whatever into more of the former, but the latter always seems to seep through a little bit somehow. Especially as you know your following increases, because you'll get a lot of people that you don't necessarily follow or whatever just popping up in your mentions and yeah. saying things. I get it all the time about just rap, but it's always about Raptors content, but you know, uh, you'll make, you'll make some kind of sarcastic joke about something and it's always taken the wrong way. Sarcasm never goes well on, uh, on text. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people, yeah, they just don't, uh, a lot of people just don't get it, which, you know, I mean, I guess that's fair enough for writing it and, and just posting it, but whatever. Um. So what, how difficult have you found it? Like, to carve a voice for yourself in the community, and then, I guess, just sort of going off of this, like being serious, taken seriously enough to build a following, because you have been gaining a, a following uh, pretty substantially over the last, you know, however long, like since you became, uh, or at least since I've noticed uh, your tweeting in the NBA world.
1: Um, Well, at first, like, I got into NBA Twitter, like, last January. Um, So, like, 2017. And uh, basically, Shea Serrano, like, tweeted, like, like, he's like, oh, I need a volunteer. And I replied back saying, you know, I volunteer. And I was (laughs) the first one. So, basically, he wanted to do a giveaway. But, like, what you had to do to win the giveaway was follow me. And I had like 500 followers, and all of a sudden, I gained like a thousand followers. And I was like, "What is going on?" Most of them eventually unfollowed me, but then I then I discovered NBA Twitter through a lot of those people. And so, since then to now, I'm at like 2,500 or something like that, which is crazy to me. Like I, it's I laugh thinking about the fact that 2,500 people are reading my tweets about my NBA boyfriends, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it's been it's been cool, but like also like I've like I said I gain a lot of like troll followers, which kind of sucks. But I mean, you know, recently with like um I don't know if I can talk about this, but the Count on Vic situation and I oh, mean yeah. like Yeah, so it's with that like I that also made me gain followers, which like I mean, I don't like too much that the fact like me dunking on somebody earned me those followers, but you know
0: yeah, um, yeah, I don't mind getting into situations like that and stuff, uh, even though, uh, I mean, I, I unfollowed her because of that whole situation, <laughs> actually, uh, because I didn't know, I mean, she. I, I think I've been following her for a long time, um, she'd also been following me, I don't remember how long I've been following her for, but uh, it was one of those, you know, as you're climbing through, the social media ranks or whatever of people who start to respect your opinion. And when you get bigger followers and stuff like that. And at some point she was one anyway. And um Yeah, it's it's difficult it's because uh those are the kind of people that like if they keep doing it, um you just can't how do I put this? Well. Um they're not the kind of people that you want to be following, I guess, in general, just because, I mean, she, for example, like, especially because uh, of how uh, you went about, uh, I guess the word is exposed, even though she kind of exposed herself.
1: Uh, she's really, she's, she's very interesting. She, <laughs> yeah, she doubled yeah. down on it, tripled down yeah. on it. Like it's, I don't understand.
0: It's, it's, yeah, it's, I, I'm struggling a little bit here just because it's, it's, it's the one side of where, you know, some people say, well,
1: oh, she was young, right? Yeah, it's... Yeah, I get that. Like, look, I'm 19. Some of the stuff I said, like, five years ago, probably stupid. Yeah, yeah. But some of her tweets were, like, 2017, 2016, where she was, like, 23 or 24, so it's hard to be, like, oh, she was a dumb... You know when old athletes' tweets, like, surface up and people say, oh, they were 14, like, you know, you should let that go? It's like she wasn't 14. Like, Mm. some of those tweets were, like, from last year, so it's, like... I don't know. I, I I can't give a, like, I personally can't give a pass to that. Sure. But, like, you know, when somebody's younger, I think it's a little bit different.
0: Yeah, um, it's difficult, uh, but, yeah, it, that's true. I mean, like, stuff, when, when stuff comes out that's clearly um, hate speech on in some form, some level, I mean, that's just, like, I. it's weird when you hear it. Uh, if someone says you know they were young or whatever, I still feel weird about that. Yeah. Even so, because as someone should be teaching someone to not do that. It's it's strange, but um, at any level, and clearly, like you're saying, she was older anyway. But uh, yeah. but yeah, the hate speech is something that I can't. I personally I don't tolerate. Can't tolerate. I don't think anybody should. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's one of those things that at the very least it starts conversation about that topic, whether or not it's, you know, people being able to forgive someone for, for that, if they say that they're, you know, sorry for, it and then they, you know, don't do it again, or whatever, um, but, you know, it's also on other people, I mean, it's, it's Twitter, they can decide to follow if they want to or not, um, yeah, and uh, some people, you know, they just can't deal with that kind of stuff, um, and, you know, I, I think it's a good thing to, Uh, point that out because if we don't no one will i think so someone's got to point it out and um you know sometimes people are just wrong and it doesn't matter you know what how big their following is or whatever um sometimes people are just they just tweet the stupid thing and you know if they double down on it well that's you know then they got to deal with it so Yeah. yeah it's it's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. It happens a lot. It seems like it's been happening a lot more this uh, year. I've noticed. Um,
1: Milkshake ducking, as people like to call it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why it seems to be happening so much more recently. It's weird. I've made a uh, promise to myself this year that I would try and um, keep my own timeline uh, cleaner, and uh, it's been working pretty well. And I've always um, made it a promise to myself as well to keep tweeting about, um, you know, positive tweets about things like, um, mental health on social media and, uh, about anyone who, you know, might be going through something that needs to, uh, talk about it and, um, you know, promoting things like, uh, things like, uh, DeRozan and Kevin Love talking about mental health. But yeah, so, and I wanted to ask you about, uh, those garbage tweets basically <laughs> those garbage tweets and garbage people that do end up coming into your uh, mentions or or just show up out of nowhere or even even just like things you see that you're like well that's just ridiculous like that happens like so often on social media just relentlessly it's never going to go away it's frustrating because you'd love to be able to clear all of it out but we just can't so even with all that why do you keep coming back to social media because i know a lot of people will they struggle with that sometimes, but why am I even on this when it's so tough?
1: I mean, I like, I get a lot of like, you know, I I get a lot of like trolls and stuff like that, but I I'd say it's mostly the people. Like I have a lot of people that I'm really close with on Twitter. Like some people that I'm even closer with than I am with anyone like in Vancouver. And so I don't like to say in real life, anymore because like i've met some of these people now so it's mm-hmm. like they it technically is real life now but um yeah i just i just really like the people and i like like you know like i'll like just whatever we're talking about like it'll make me laugh like you know the day like jr smith like threw the soup yep like it was a top 10 day on here like that was amazing <laughs> and like I just things like that make me want to come back even if like I'm getting all these like trolls and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, the jokes are one of the best parts about uh, NBA Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, the day where uh, DeAndre Jordan in free agency.
1: Oh yes. All the that Clippers like,
0: going to his house and Blake Griffin posting the the tweet of the chair at the door and Paul Anthony Pierce
1: Tucker thing that yeah. happened this season. Yeah. Yeah, with Chris Paul.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's wild and. Uh, stuff like that I that is also one of my favorite parts of NBA Twitter I I love that stuff uh, it's it's hilarious uh, and there's so many and then you see so many people that like make such clever jokes and uh yes. are so smart about it And that that's one of my favorite things uh, just seeing people take it and run with it and be creative um and that's one of the best parts about sports too is sports are weird like a lot of weird stuff happens and especially in the NBA we have the best league in the world and uh It's, uh, (laughs) it's just bizarre. Like, it's, it's it's hilarious. Um, especially now with, uh, players being so into, uh, you know, having grown up with social media, yeah, all this stuff on like Instagram. Like I know like, uh, Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Balls, they seem like best friends. I see them occasionally, like stuff posted on their, on the timeline of them just like Instagramming videos of each other, being weird or doing like crazy things. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, great like roasting each other, it's so funny, yeah
0: they roast each other all the time, and Kuzma's always roasting uh Lonzo's younger brother, oh
1: um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, uh lamello, I think
1: yeah, lamello,
0: yeah, um, so yeah i that's <laughs> I love stuff like that, so yeah, but uh returning to like the mental health stuff, so obviously, like most people know someone who's dealing with mental health or uh, they might deal with it themselves and um, social media typically I I believe at least through like most studies they'll say that it isn't good for your mental health and the sports community in general can be kind of brutal particularly brutal because sports fans are fanatics just like the word insinuates and uh, there's extremes on both ends and um, you know if if you're gonna throw yourself into the uh, sports realm you um, you're going to have to kind of be prepared for that depending on like how big your following is but like there's going to be always like fans angry about something um because there's so many teams and so many franchises and whatever like right now all timberwolves fans are not happy um i don't think i know a single timberwolves fan that's enjoying life right now
1: that's timberwolves sweater i love them but man it's a lot going on there.
0: Yep, it is. Um, pretty sure most of them have started a uh, fire tips campaign. So, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> I
1: am supportive.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see how that goes. He's uh he's got an older style of coaching. That, that's to say the least. But yeah, so you know, fans will come in to your mansions, maybe, or they'll be like, even sometimes they'll be slandering your hard work. Like I have uh, a policy about certain things I write like rarely I'll break it but mostly when I write things I don't read the comments um okay. because typically there are uh, like being generous I'll say 50% of the people that comment are really nice and will say good things and will give constructive criticism which I enjoy and then the other 50% are just you know, they they either didn't read it and they're just mad at the headline <laughs> or uh or yeah or they're mad about some you know some specific thing like they'll read one line and be like oh, i didn't like this or whatever you know uh so you know they'll come into your mentions and yell at you about that or sometimes you know people come into your mentions and they'll yell at you about like something personal for whatever reason they'll come in and be like oh you you look like i don't know a frog or something like they'll come into your and be like yo your twitter avatar is terrible or whatever so Like, you know, a lot of people deal with this. Um, So what do you do in particular to deal with it when crazy people are saying stuff about whatever it is?
1: See, it's very, very hard to offend me because, like I said, I just got out of high school. I have heard it all. There's (laughs) nothing you could say to really hurt my feelings. Um, Well, I know a lot of people know recently um, Amin el Hassan of ESPN. Oh, yeah my mentions. And he called me a word that wasn't so cool to call me. I'm not going to repeat it on the podcast. Oh,
0: like, I didn't even see that.
1: If you know about it, you know about it. And, um, you know, I, that upset me. That's the only thing that's ever upset me. Not because I care about, I mean, like I, I really couldn't care less about him, but it's like, as a kid, all I wanted was to be on ESPN. Like, that's all I ever wanted when I was growing up. So it's so weird when, like, all of a sudden, like, a, you know, a pretty famous ESPN personality, like, calls you something like that. So I had to, like, you know, reflect a little bit on, like, okay, how seriously am I taking this website? It is just, like, the internet, right? So... I mean, I try not to let day-to-day stuff bother me, and usually it doesn't, but then every now and then when it does, I'll just take a break for a day. Like, I just, like, I'll be like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention to this, I'm not going to respond to the trolls that are in my mentions. Or I'll stay in, like, you know, I have, like, group DMs, I'll stay in those, I won't be on the timeline. But very rarely will something actually, like, so, you know, that somebody actually says something to, like, make, that hurts my feelings.
0: Yeah, it's it's... One of the things I, I always try and think about before I tweet anything, uh, maybe it's probably why my tweets are so boring typically, but um, I I always think about how, like, every time I tweet, it's on the internet forever. Like, it's yeah. there. Like, even if you delete it, it doesn't matter. Like, people will have taken a screenshot or something. Like, it's on the internet forever. So exactly. if you're, if you're going to tweet it, you got to be fine with it. Um, especially with, uh, like, you know, a lot young people, especially growing up and... Uh, who have always had it or on, on it younger or whatever. And eventually they're going to want to have jobs. And like, that's part of life too. Now is uh, places you want to get jobs at, like going through your social media and, Mm -hmm. you know, picking things. Like I have tons of friends that they had to change their, uh, (laughs) change their last name to their middle name on Facebook. And that's because they want to get whatever job and they don't want the people uh, at the job, you know, picking out their name on Facebook and seeing like some crazy photos from when they were, you know, in like grade eight or something crazy. And they had a drink for the first time and they posted a photo of them drinking underage or something crazy.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, like it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wild. Uh, there are days where I just stay away from social media. That's typically what I do. If it's becoming a bit too overwhelming, there was that period recently it's, it's all back to normal now, but uh, when the Raptors were slipping a bit, and they, you know, they had a few, uh, close games and some tough losses and starting with the OKC game back on, uh, March 18th. Oh yeah. And, that was... uh, they had, that one was rough. And then there were a few after that were, that were rough. And the Raptors community just went into total turmoil and oh, man, God.
1: like they were melting down. Like I was concerned.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was like we were suddenly going to like miss the playoffs <laughs> or something. It was, it, <laughs> it was bananas. And I, and I just couldn't, uh, because everything you'd say would be, you know, someone saying, "But what about like this? Like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna burn out in the playoffs again in round one or whatever." But
1: I saw some fire Casey takes. Oh, recently. yeah, like I like I follow a lot of Raptors Twitter because I'm friends with a lot of them, and mm-hmm. it's like wow. Like after I get it though, because like you know you're winning and you just feel like you know we're gonna go to the finals, we're gonna win. But then like one loss just really like gets to you. I feel like.
0: Yeah, it's it's one thing I always have to try and separate. There's got to be a level of um, allowing a fan to be a fan, but mm-hmm. also there is also a level at which you have to say, okay, now you're just you're being a little silly here. Can you, you yeah. take a step back and look at what you're actually saying? And that, that's what I would say to all the people that you know would say about like fire Casey. Like I saw some of those too, and I mean that's ridiculous. He's in the Coach of the Year conversation for a reason. And, uh, he's never been the best as like an in-game adjustment coach. And that's mostly what they were upset about. Um, but, but that's like, if I'm being honest, it's a huge part, but it's like 10% of the job. Like he's doing a lot of other stuff that he's been fantastic with. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, that, that kind of stretch happened and people go bananas and, uh, you know, then they're all over it and it becomes, uh, becomes a bit exhausting. So... On the other side of things, uh, besides the people that are going crazy, do you think social media can have, uh, like, a positive impact for people as well um, in terms of, like, like when we were talking about, like, uh, calling out people for the dumb things they say and, you know, bullying and stuff like that. So do you see it sometimes when that kind of thing comes across your timeline and you're deciding to, you know, should I call this person out or not? Do you see it as, like a way to silence a form of bullying and then let the people who are being bullied know that like, you know, there are people who aren't going to stand for it and that they're not alone. Um, and that there are people who understand them, uh, you know, when you go about doing stuff like that.
1: Um, I'm kind of cynical about this a little bit, but like, for the most part, like when I see like the TL, like collectively dunking on somebody for something stupid, they said, it's nice. Cause then most of the time they'll, like, delete the tweet or they'll apologize so they know not to say something like that again. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: then there's that subsection of Twitter that's going to call everybody miserable for trying to get people fired. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure a few people know who I'm talking about, but, like, I think there's never going to be, like, we're never obviously going to achieve an NBA Twitter where nobody says anything stupid. (laughs) But, like, I think it is good. Yeah, the whole silencing people, like, for saying stupid things and bullying like i I think it's cool that nba twitter does come together to put a stop to that kind of stuff
0: yeah i i think that part is useful for sure for sure Uh, the uh the bullying aspect is it's something a lot of people don't think about even when it's happening i think a lot of the time because it will be someone who's like you said maybe a bigger personality or working at a big company Yeah. And they just don't see it maybe as bullying. They see it maybe as defense. And sometimes, like, I do think a lot of these people, it's tough because when you do have such a huge following and you work somewhere, like, you are going to hear a lot of crap a lot of the time. And at some point, you know, I'm sure everyone wants to go, you know, well, I'm going to just call these people out. And some of them choose to do that a lot and some of them don't. Um, And I honestly respect the people more that never do it in general, like, even if it's just harmless saying it's something to somebody that, you know, that they're wrong and pointing it out. Um, yeah. I try not to do that even myself. Uh, but I, I think that takes a lot more effort because you know, why are you doing it? You're just pointing it out to say, well, look, you're, you know, you're being dumb, whatever. Like it's just calling someone out to show out that they're stupid and it doesn't really do anything for you or for them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, but that said, you know we all use Twitter a lot still anyway we're on there a lot even if people aren't tweeting a lot like I'll, I'm on Twitter like all day like I never close it on my computer and I'll be checking it on my phone if I'm stopped somewhere or whatever um, so I always have it open do you think uh, you're like addicted to Twitter because I'm not sure if I am but sometimes I think I am I'd have to actually test it out to see if I'm not or if I am um, but I'm not entirely sure what do you think
1: I am very much addicted to Twitter, but I think I'm okay with it. Like, I I think I know where to draw the line where I know, okay, I need to stop. Like I've been on Twitter for like so long, but like, I think I am definitely addicted to it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like I remember like, uh, it's actually, I think it's an older generation thing, but they seem to be, um, like my mom's generation. So people who are in their like, you know, fifties and up kind of, um, a lot of them seem to be more addicted to Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A lot of my older family is like really into Facebook and it's so funny.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't use Facebook that much anymore, um, myself, but, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Like they'll, they'll come home and they'll be on Facebook right away because they want to see what their friends from, you know, wherever is doing. And, um, they just, they're more interested than that. And then something like Twitter, but they're definitely addicted. And, uh, it's, See,
1: it's it's funny cuz we laugh at them but then like i look at myself it's like oh i am also addicted to just something different
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: i think the difference is facebook is like people i know in real life and i really don't care about what they're doing with their lives <laughs> twitter is interesting cuz it's the nba
0: that's true yeah it's definitely what you're interested in as well yeah. Um, but yeah for sure yeah i i'm i'm definitely a bigger twitter person for that reason as well um plus like I think you, you can curate Twitter better than yeah. Facebook. Um, Facebook, you get a lot, of, a lot of things on there where you're not exactly sure how it got there. I mean, I, I go through Facebook now and 90% of the stuff I see is not from friends. It's like posts from uh, pages that I've liked and forgotten about. Um, so. so you have, like you, we talked about a bit earlier, but you have your own uh, fair size following on Twitter, which is uh, takes some effort, I know. From personal experience, and uh, I would say it's like uh, like a mini version of. It's interesting because <laughs> because Shay helped you out sort of at the beginning, but uh, in a way. But um, like you have like a mini version of Shay Serrano's FOH uh, Army, and uh, I find that really interesting. Um, how did how did it become like uh, like a little community like that? It, that's that's what I'm most interested in.
1: Well, for, I feel like there's subsections of this. I hate calling it an army, but I feel like (laughs) there's subsections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a couple of group DMs of people that I'm really close with, all of them. For sure. And so they all, like, you know, if somebody says something to me, if if I want them to, they will you know, come to my support. Mm-hmm. And then also like Lakers Twitter is really cool. We're like, I'm really close with a bunch of those guys. And if somebody says something to me, they will also like defend me. It's mostly cause like I'm friends with people. I feel like Shays is different. Cause like he has this like really large following and yeah. like, I think that's cool. But like, I wouldn't call mine as much of like an army. It's more just like people I'm really good friends with and they just don't want to see people say stuff to me. Also, I'm younger and I feel like that plays a part into it. Like, they don't like it when people say stuff to me. Like, does that make sense? Like,
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just, I find it so interesting how it's a very, like, uh, it's, it's, that's why, more why I compared it to, like, Shay's thing is, because uh, he's, he's a good dude. He does a lot of good stuff. Um, it's, and, he, and he uses his uh, army for um, cool purposes like they help them do a lot of cool things
1: yeah like donating and like- yeah yeah
0: stuff like that um, and I, I when I see like uh, your interactions with um, your uh, group it seems to be like very uh, familial
1: yeah it is definitely
0: yeah which that's really cool and I'm, I'm fascinated by that that's that's how I feel sort of with uh, a lot of the Raptors writers from Raptors Republic over the season because you kind of band together, you know, you're writing at the same place. Um, yeah, it's sort of like coworkers, but it can be a little more personal because you're on a, on a site where you're also tweeting stuff about your own life.
1: Yeah. Coworkers, Um, but I actually like them.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you all, and you're all tweeting about stuff you really like and you're all have like a common interest. Yeah. Yeah. So when does your, at what point, um, from when you like meet someone, on Twitter, like, you follow them and they follow you back, when does it turn into a friendship rather than, like, just an online acquaintance?
1: Well, basically, if we're, like, tweeting each other a lot and, like, you know, I DM them a couple times, like, I would say a lot. I have a lot of friendships, like, some obviously closer than others, but um, I'd say mostly, like, if I'm talking to them on a day-to-day basis.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I feel pretty much the same. Um, have you ever met someone you met on Twitter in person before you said you did, right?
1: Yeah. I was in LA earlier this year. So I met a bunch of Lakers, Twitter people. Um, I think that's all who, and then I met somebody from Clippers Twitter. Uh, so basically just most of the people that live in LA, I'd say I've met so far.
0: That's really cool. I've always wanted to go to Los Angeles. Just in general. It's um, cool.
1: It's nice. I'm moving there later this year, so oh, that's it's awesome. But cool that I already know people there.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I was in Vegas in December, was December. and uh, okay. I, was, I was pretty close. But we never actually drove there. We did go to the Grand Canyon, which is pretty much just as far. But uh, yeah, we did not uh, did not go to Los Angeles. But I want to get there at some point.
1: I've heard Summer League is a cool place to go because, like, a lot of the bloggers will go there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard some really good things with Summer League. Um I know a lot of people that go to those. Um they'd be really cool, yeah. Uh even the uh the showcase, the uh G League showcase, we had that here in Mississauga in oh. um, nearby. And like I, I know a lot of like people from around here, a lot of bloggers from uh Toronto area, they all went and uh it, it was really cool. That's um, cool. But uh but yeah, so yeah, I've also I've met some people from uh, Twitter, we had a, I had a Twitter meetup once. It was really interesting when I was in Toronto last year, uh, shout out Ryan Turvey. He's, uh, one of the best Raptors fans I know. And he organized a get together at, uh, there's a bar called Real Sports. Um, it's right across from the ACC okay. and, uh, they have like a massive, like a movie theater size screen in there.
1: And, oh, that's uh, cool.
0: Yeah. And you basically go in and like, you get, you can eat and stuff and you watch the game. Um, it's on, and, uh, so we went, and he we had, like, a, like, he had, like, a booth just full of, like, Raptors Twitter fans, and, uh, it was really cool. Uh, I was super shy, because I'd never done it before, but it was really neat. So, yeah, I, I think that some of those, those kind of things are really cool, because, you know, I never would have met them if it hadn't been for Twitter, so. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, last thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, uh is... It- Random question, but who's going to be in the playoffs first, Kyle Kuzma or Devin Booker?
1: I I hate to say this to Devin, but obviously Kyle Kuzma. The <laughs> Suns are. We we're not going to talk about the Suns. Hey, they uh, <laughs> they, need, they, need,
0: they might have the number one overall pick though. They might, yep. And uh, maybe Devin will get uh, will get another uh, All Star, eventual All Star caliber player. Yeah, um, A lot of people saying DeAndre Ayton would be a good fit there. But, yeah. uh, you know, if they if they get the number one pick, I mean, I'm not a big NCAA guy or draft guy. I just go on YouTube and watch clips over and over. But uh, Luka Doncic, I love that guy.
1: I haven't seen him play yet, but people talk about him all the time, so I should probably watch something.
0: He's so fun. He's my favorite player coming to the draft. <laughs> and he's... Uh, Yeah, he's great. Um, I don't know. If I was Phoenix and I did have an overall pick, I'd be... Oof. You're never supposed to draft by position, at least in my um, personal opinion. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a good draft. Yeah,
1: Yeah, this is going to be
0: a great draft, definitely. Yep, for sure. And uh, that'll be fun to uh, see how the Lakers do. And, uh, you know, I'll be watching it even though the Raptors don't have a... We don't have a first-round pick, so... But it's fine because, you know, we might be going to the finals. There's a a chance we'd be going to the finals, which I never thought I would say. I hope
1: they, I want, you know what, I support the Raptors. I want them to go to the finals, but I may or may not have tweeted that I would drink an entire bottle of maple syrup if the Raptors made it to the finals.
0: (laughs) Wow. Seriously? Okay. Uh, So I'm definitely going to be watching out for that because I want to see the whole bottle. Are you going to post a video?
1: I will, I'll probably periscope it
0: okay sweet uh, I'll be on that immediately if the Raptors get there now I'm hoping even harder that they're going to get there um, it all it all depends on game one if they win game one you know we're going all the way that's what I believe yes. <laughs> um, yeah so uh, that's about it it's pretty much all we have time for so I want to thank you again for coming on
1: yeah no problem
0: um, where can the people find you and uh, if you have anything interesting to plug uh, go ahead
1: um, you can follow me at M Jawan's 11 that's probably hard to figure out as i said it but uh, i'm sure you'll write my information down or whatever in the tweet but uh yeah you can follow me on there that's pretty much the only social media site i talk basketball on so yeah i don't have anything to plug because i'm not that i don't do anything interesting but <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh well maybe you'll come on a podcast again and then uh yes. we, can, we can plug that um yeah, so you'll be able to find this podcast, the Writer's Right podcast, on Bumpers.fm or the Bumpers app, if you have it. Uh, you can also follow the pod on Twitter at Writer's Pod, where links to the episodes will be posted, and until then, you can follow me at Howevolution on Twitter uh, and find my own online work at Raptors Republic, B-Ball Breakdown, and if you are into movie stuff, I am a film critic at Scene Creek as well. Um, so that's about it.